0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them.
1: You're listening to Country Squire
2: Radio.
0: Welcome to Cut Squire Radio.
2: I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Happy Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas Eve to you, sir. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining, holiday filled spirit of a podcast with uh, two of my best friends out there. Yes, sir. That's right. Okay. this
0: if uh, For those of you tuning in, do not adjust your dial. Do not uh, wipe away your screen. Don't worry. You're not going crazy, at least not in relation to what you're seeing right now. This is, in fact, the Country Squire Radio uh, Pipes Magazine holiday crossover episode, and we are super stoked to be joined with none other, ladies and gentlemen, than, of course, Brian Levine. A man, a myth, and a legend.
2: <laughs> that aren't used to seeing me here. This will make it better for you. I'll just hide behind the uh, pop screen and put sunglasses on. So,
1: well, you know, but Bo just started the introduction out by saying, you know, no, no need to worry and everything's okay. And right. I, I and and what we just experienced is is the opposite of all that. Oh, like, there's not. lots of reasons to worry, and 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 this is this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's uh, man, it's Christmas Eve, and look, there's the three buddies. We're here, uh, yeah, here hanging out, and it's too early for us to be drinking. Yeah. I, I, I don't well, know what rules you're going yeah, by, Brian. It's, let's it's don't, get holidays, too, let's don't get too, uh, you know,
0: draconian about this. Yeah. Here. I mean, you know, it's 11 o'clock somewhere, right? It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> I'm
2: having coffee. Thank you. Look, that's well,
0: good. I had eggnog in my uh, in in my in my breakfast cereal. You know, <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> it's it's just, it's the holidays. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, it's
1: funny. Uh, you know, I, my my house, uh, Brian, Bo, you, you guys and our, a lot of our listeners know, I actually got married this year, and uh, my sister-in-law and her husband and their five darling Children five are all staying at our home. Oh my gosh! Seriously, right now, really? And and so we were shopping for Christmas. Uh, this was two days ago, <laughs> and uh, you know, Nina was like, "We don't need any eggnog, do we?" And I just kind of looked at her, and she put she put one jug of eggnog in the cart, you know, and, and then I kept looking at her, and so she put another one in the cart, <laughs> and, and 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 then I kept and then I kept looking at her, and she put another one in the cart, and I said, "Yeah, that'll do it." <laughs> There's the sweet spot. That's what you want. No, that's, right it.
0: There. that's it. That's it. Just with just enough whiskey, we, I think we'll be able to sneak through. So, <laughs> well, look. Sometimes you need that additional holiday spirits to get through the holidays. But I want to say this before we dive into what is uh, sure to be a uh, episode of the Pipes Magazine Podcast and Country Squire Radio for the History Books. First, we we've got a little bit of housekeeping to take care of, and of course, I'm talking about uh, man. We are one week away from the new year, and along with that comes the annual best of uh, uh, best of in the pipe. And, and the tobaccos and, and basically the Best of Country Squire radio edition, so to speak, where uh, listeners have nominated and now are currently voting for categories like Best Tin Tobacco, Best Tobacconist, Best Pipe, even Best Pipe Media, of which none other than Brian Levine happens to be featured. We're not showing favoritism. If anything, we, we, we want to do just the opposite of that. But, <laughs> it's, uh, but one way or the other, if you head over to CountrySquireRadio.com right now and click on the Best of 2018, you can get your vote in right now. We'll announce the winners as we come back after the new year, and uh, yeah, you are, you're you're going to want to go ahead and head over there today to make sure that you get your votes in, and we're really, really excited to do that. All right, now I think we're ready to go ahead and jump into it. This is going to be a special episode, uh, if you haven't already been able to tell. Not only do we have none other than Brian Levine here, not only do we have no, none other than John David here, not only do we have uh, me here, but we have the listeners here. And we are broadcasting live right now at CountrySquireRadio.com. You know, what better way to celebrate the holiday season than to share kind of some, some traditions of ours around kind of the pipe. You know, we all talk about gathering around the Yule Log. Well, a lot of us also gather around the pipe this time of year. This is great, you know, growing up, celebrating Hanukkah, Brian, and, and celebrating Christmas, John David and I. We, we got we got a lot of uh, unique traditions that we want to kind of bring to the table. So, guys, who wants to kick it off? Who wants to start off?
2: Well, let me, let me first of all talk about, the, talk about the Hanukkah thing real quick, because... Uh yeah, I was born and raised in a in a Jewish family that celebrated Christmas. In fact, I got confirmation this morning. The first Christmas tree we had at our house was when I was two years old. And I think it was from my grandfather's shoe store. So we got it for free. So that qualifies. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a cardboard cutout in yeah, the shoe you store. Know those, you know, those metal things with tinsel and, uh, and everything. <laughs> The sticks just plugged into the centerpiece. Well, that was it. To me, the beautiful part of Christmas and growing up and celebrating Christmas was, for one, I love my family, but Hanukkah is seven or eight nights in a row of the same people, the same food, and just giving gifts to the kids. The spirit of Christmas is thinking you know taking this time for this year and thinking about others and finding gifts for others and for those of us that have kids you know when Santa Claus comes and delivers the perfect gift the benefit is yeah you spend a whole month getting ready for it but it's over in one evening It's not seven nights in a row celebrating a uh, another miracle. Anyway. I, I,
0: I don't oh. know, man. I, my, this year, my family is going full-on Catholic. We're not, but we are because my my wife, since she can't celebrate, she's uh, she's working today, tomorrow, and the next day. So she's not able to celebrate Christmas. So she's gone full into the 12 days of Christmas. That's not just a song. That, that's a thing. <laughs> no, that is a thing. And And it starts yeah. with Christmas and goes on for 12 days, which is kind of ridiculous. Well...
1: He, he, th- there is that. But, you know, I always thought growing up that my Jewish friends were having more fun because they had seven days of presents. Right. That, that's what we equated. It was just more, more, more days of presents. But you're saying it's the kids and then it kind of gets exhausting. And at some point you're like, man, just the, the whole one and done thing sounds pretty good, huh?
2: <laughs> it sounded really good, especially when you got the same amount of gifts, really. But you got it all in one morning. Right, right.
1: <laughs> it, it, it does. It makes
2: it exciting, you know. Yeah. And so, then you have bagels and cream cheese. Hey, now, there's hey, now that, wrong that's about.
0: a tradition I could get into. Get them locks, man. You got to do that. Oh, oh you yeah. got to do well, that. If it's on sale, yes. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Brian. Why don't you? Why don't you kick us off? Aside from the shoe store Christmas tree, when did the pipes start becoming part of your your holiday tradition? And, and what does that look like for you?
2: You know, pipes are such a part of my everyday existence that it's really hard to celebrate or set up a tradition based around something that you do constantly, all day long, everywhere you can, possibly. However, in the in the past, I have started this tradition of, for some reason, Meerschaum pipes just mean a little bit more Christmas to me than, you know, than say all my briar pipes. And, and I very rarely smoke the the three Meerschaums that I have because two of them are super special to me that, you know, somewhere around Christmas Eve, depending on what's going on or Christmas Day, depending on what's going on i will take the time to pull out one of the two big Meershams, load that pipe up and sit down and relax with that and a drink and for those of you watching live on the youtube channel i brought both of them out here on the camera for you and this is a uh, Meersham that was given to me by mike and mary McNeil of mcclellan for their 25th anniversary they commissioned 25 of these Meersham pipes to be made
1: wow look Ooh, at yeah. that that is incredible that's beautiful
2: uh, whale logo right there so this one's obviously special to me and yeah not not exactly a pipe you're going to throw in your pocket and go to the mall with no Uh, but the other one this one was made for me and i can't remember the name of the artist that made it but this was his interpretation of the castle at disneyland and it's just absolutely gorgeous detail. It is unbelievable. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty stunning.
1: Brian, have That's you? It's incredible. The the Disneyland Castle and the McClelland Mearsham, have you smoked? You've smoked both of those. It's just something you don't pull out very often. Yeah, I don't
2: own pipes that I don't smoke. Yeah, but, at, that a boy. That's what I'm talking about. I <laughs> <laughs> plenty of them. They're old beat up Disney World pipes that I never plan on smoking. No, I pull these out, you know, once or twice a year for special occasions, special events, something where I'm going. To sit down for three hours and maybe have a really good drink or whatever, yeah, yeah. And, and just really enjoy it. Those are my tradition. Do I put any special tobacco on it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I put my usual in there and fire it up and go. That's kind of my idea of a holiday tradition around pipe smoking. You know, those pipes may get pulled out on uh, on a significant birthday or anniversary or whatever it is. Tomorrow night, <laughs> as we're recording this, it's Monday. So this is kind of like the Disney Parks parade that we'll be watching tomorrow morning, which was pre-recorded in November. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, tomorrow night, as this show's going out on the Pipes Magazine radio show podcast feed, uh, you know, you could picture me just sitting there in front of, uh, sitting there in my reclining chair watching TV or watching whatever and sitting and smoking one of those two pipes. When I think of Brian Levine
1: and, and holiday traditions, I just I think of uh, crotchety comments and, you know. A festivus? A, a, a anger at children, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
2: just... No, I, I, I do love children. I love them slowly roasted with ketchup. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> that was W.C. Fields. <laughs> no, that's good. That's, that's
1: right. That's right. <laughs> yep.
2: Now, you know, you guys have your you guys have your festive holiday hats on. So I'll, I'll go ahead and put my uh, my festive holiday. Wow. Hat on. Very nice. Yeah. Yes. So so
1: if you're if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> but you're not able to tune in, uh, Brian just put a, uh, a giant hat on that is Frosty the Snowman. And, and he's got a pipe. Yeah. yeah,
0: except it's it's not accurate, though, because it looks like Frosty's smoking a, a briar pipe as opposed to his corncob pipe, and I don't think that's a button nose.
2: Uh, no, 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 no. It, it, this, is an, this is an artist's interpretation of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you know, it's interesting. You know, We were talking, actually, before uh, a week or so ago. We still, at some point, maybe next year, we have to do a, a hero of the bowl being Frosty the Snowman. As yeah. as a prolific pipe smoker, as many actual uh, holiday and, and Christmas characters are, Frosty the Snowman, Man, he's one of the few characters that's holding on to that pipe and it's not going anywhere. You know, they'll take away Chris Kringle's pipe, but they're not taking Frosty's pipe it, away. It's in, it's in the song, man. It's in
1: the song. You can't, re- you can't legislate that away.
0: <laughs> well, John David, what about you, man? What, what holiday attrition do you have around your uh, around your pipe? You know, it, it's funny, Brian, talking
1: about the Meerschaum pipe. I, I've got three uh, myself and I don't smoke. Two of them, I really only dedicate to tasting pipes. And so, you know, when I'm coming up with a new tobacco or, either, you know, working on a new blend or. If someone gives me a blend and they're like, "Hey, try this. I think there's something here you might be interested in." A lot of times I'll smoke it out of a out of a meerschaum pipe just for purity of flavor. Clay. I have a clay as well that that we use for that too. But you know, my my big claw meerschaum. That is the pipe that mm-hmm. really starts coming out around Christmas time. And uh, you know, we get into uh, the Advent season. We start looking forward to Christmas and thinking about um, you know just all the all the fun traditions and uh, family coming over. And it, it, it's also the time of year that I. Tend to find myself smoking inside my home more often, which is kind of interesting. I, you know, my wife is incredibly patient and and lets me smoke in the house. But Christmas time, it's really that time of year that I find myself just craving, you know, that couch with my uh, puppy dog and my glass of single malt <laughs> and 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 my claw meerschaum or or another large pipe that uh, where I'm just putting a lot back. So um, add wife into that couch too, and and, cool. and and it, that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble here. So we have that, and you know. It, I think, honestly, just that smoking indoors more often kind of thing is kind of my personal deal. And what's what's interesting is I used to think, OK, well, I'm going to have more time around the holidays. That's not the case anymore. But, you know, I'm going to have more time to smoke around the holidays. So I'm going to pull out those tobaccos that are fun, that, I, you know, that I haven't experienced in a while, that I haven't gone to in a long time, try some things in my cellar that, uh, you know, I haven't, haven't smoked in quite some time. The problem with that is, is that a lot of times when I'm smoking indoors around Christmas, it's around friends and family. You know, a lot of them are, they're like, oh, you're smoking inside because they're not, you know, pipe people or are not smoke people. And so I find myself caving to that and starting to find tobaccos that smell, that, that I know are going to make the room smell nice. And so it's kind of funny. I'm like, man, I'm going to, you know, go after some of these English blends that I haven't revisited in some time. And I may do that, but then, you know, I have to mix it up real quickly because I know, uh, you know, the folks around me are not going to appreciate the smell of, uh, you know, burnt hair. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so there is that. Um, you know, of course, you, you spoke about Mike and Mary um, and, and just how, how much we miss them and the Industry, of course, and um, my favorite Christmas tradition every year is to open the, uh, you know, the can of uh, Christmas cheer from the previous year. And so, um, you know, really, this was the last year we were able to do that. And uh, fantastic tobacco Christmas cheer, of course. But um, you know, but there's great other tobaccos on the market uh, uh, that I think are are nice holiday tobaccos. One one that I would really encourage you, if you are a non-aromatic smoker that wants to mix it up just a little bit at Christmas time, um, and we've talked. About this, uh, you know, blend before on air, but uh, and Brian actually could probably talk about it a lot more than I could. He's probably much more familiar with with it. But uh, is is Scottish mixture from uh, from Mac Barron, Uh It's just a good full bodied uh, aromatic tobacco. Uh, some people. In, you know, really don't even refer to it as an aromatic because it's got such a nice, uh, hearty hearty tone to it. It's a really complex mixture. But um, it's one of those tobaccos that I think if you're a non-aromatic smoker, but you're looking for something that's just a little sweet, uh, that's going to make the people around you not uh, pull their hair out, uh, it, it might be a good option for you. That's so. good. You know, <laughs> what, what, what do you think about that, Brian? I don't know.
2: Well you you definitely don't want a tobacco that's going to make someone in the other room think the house is on fire and go running out into the street, you know, half drunk <laughs> or, or whatever but yeah, I mean there, there there's a lot of good tobaccos that we can play with and yeah, that might be more pleasing to people <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you know the great thing is you know this, this I, in, in my opinion christmas the holiday season is absolutely the time for aromatics and we'll get into some uh some great tobacco recommendations here in just a minute um but uh but first you know i you know I, when i think about like you know um holiday pipe traditions or kind of some special memories that come to mind uh i, I wish i owned a meerschaum pipe because i'm realizing as you guys are talking about like yeah I mean, in many respects, this is like the Meerschaum time of year. (laughs) This is when you want to bust out that special pipe. And generally speaking, kind of my higher end pipes come out this time of year. I'll never forget, it was about two or three years ago. I often enjoy my pipe after, uh, after kind of a big Christmas dinner. And, you know, John David and I, we're here down in the South where, you know, we, we can wear shorts on Christmas. I mean, nine, t- nine times out of ten. So.
1: But as our friend Brian would say, probably not shoes,
2: right? Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Y'all got them? <laughs> wear them. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've got shoes. So I'm not wearing them now, but we've, 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 we've got them. Uh, but so, you know, one of the great things that, um, you know, I, I like to do is get out on the porch and and smoke my pipe and one of the things that we did i think it was about 2 or 3 years ago it was uh, i was all of my my siblings were all in town my my dad and mom we were all at their house and i had not, i had brought not just my pipe but i actually brought a couple of corn cob pipes for my brothers and my dad and the four of us sat on the back porch and i brought some good aromatic tobacco And uh, i don't and i don't care if you're a hardcore english blend smoker i mean christmas is the time for aromatics and, uh, and we all sat down and we smoked pipes and we kind of planned out the year and talked about things that had come before. And it was just one of the most special moments uh, that I will never forget. It was, it was such a great Christmas uh, uh, pipe moment to be able to share that experience and to kind of, you know, the, the great thing is they all smoke cigars, and so it's nice when you're kind of presenting a pipe to a cigar smoker, because at least in theory, they've got the concept down of smoking their pipe. Yeah, like sure. you, you don't have to really baby them as much, and I don't mean that in a derogatory term, but you don't really have to be as as hands on in guiding them through the process. So, you know, a little bit of direction, and and they were good to go. And then it mostly just became about the community, which to me, that's really where kind of you know the the pipe coming into the holiday season is. It's it's about that community for for me personally.
2: And I, I would imagine, Bo, that part of your holiday tradition is, uh, you know, sitting around and pulling out the what nineteen seventy nine Star Wars holiday special on uh, on on uh, on what is that? Laser disc. Hey man, I don't have a laser disc, but I got YouTube. And let me tell you something
0: that that Star Wars holiday special is terrible, but it is worth <laughs> every horrible moment. <laughs>
2: and, and, and as my hat would now indicate, I am a uh, you know I am a Star Wars fan, and uh, you know and, and yeah, you know, was- I, I, I'm looking looking forward to tomorrow morning's disney park special because they're supposed to take you a little in depth into the new galaxy's edge brian when i tell you
0: that i'm going to be the first guy in the door there like me and my brothers have been planning this for a year and a half ever since they announced galaxy's edge we are going full in we we've been saving up we are going to do the deluxe you are a character in the park i'm going to wear the whole thing it's going to be westworld star wars edition (laughs) i cannot wait i will be there
2: and that's a great transition for my travel business because I can help you book that trip for you <laughs> to the you know, world. And, uh, you know, and who knows you and you and about three point eight million other friends might be lining up in the in the swamplands of Florida waiting. <laughs>
1: go right ahead (laughs) Brian can I ask real quick like what other I'm just interested uh, out of curiosity and uh, maybe this is a little out of turn but what, what are some other just random holiday traditions that you grew up with can I ask you that um, random? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, is there something, you know, um, it, maybe you guys did uh, during Hanukkah or, or even on Christmas morning that, you know, was different because, you know, you weren't, you know, celebrating Christmas the same way some of your other friends were. Was there something something you can share just from that background?
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, for us, it, it took several years. I mean, probably 10, 15 years. Once we put up the Christmas tree in the living room, my parents wouldn't let us open up the blinds to the to the to the street because they didn't want the neighbors seeing that the jewish family's got a christmas tree <laughs> wow. uh, so it meant the blinds were closed yeah i have uh, i have fond memories of making gingerbread cookies as ornaments because we didn't own a lot of ornaments when i was younger so I, I have really fond memories of gingerbread cookies and then my little dog snoopy we wondered why all the ornaments up to a certain level of the tree had disappeared <laughs> Well, apparently our dog really loved um, gingerbread cookies. <laughs> Let, let's put it this way. My wife was baptized Lutheran, or as I call her, American, uh, <laughs> and comes from a very not heavily religious family. Yeah. But my aunt, who is now a retired judge, did our wedding. So she did a civil service with a couple little things. Like, for example, we jumped the broomstick and we broke and we broke a light bulb. That's cool incorporate some of my family's Jewish traditions into a into a civil marriage. And uh, and the one thing that my aunt said is when you do the vows, I will not put obey in there at all whatsoever. Cause- <laughs> My aunt being a judge decided that she liked being a judge because people had to obey her. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> uh, fair. That makes makes sense. sense. You know, and then and then again, once a you know, once a year we'll put out the uh, we'll put out the little menorah. I think the one we have now is a big blue stuffed menorah with velcro candles on the back and you know, and go through that. Um, we have the elf on the shelf. Well, we also have the mench on the bench. Yes.
0: Oh, I wanted to ask you about that. Okay. When did y'all start doing the mench on the bench?
2: Uh, well, he came out right after the Elf on the Shelf was a hit. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Was that was that literally right after the Elf on the Shelf? Yeah, it was like two years
0: after. Wait, yeah. okay. How long has Elf on a Shelf been a thing? Oh uh, boy, seven, eight, ten years. Yeah, it seems like it's been at least a decade now. Can I just say yeah. the Elf on the Shelf is creepy? I, I just I'm not to judge anybody out there that's doing the whole Elf on the Shelf thing. I'm just saying, for me personally, I, I find it a bit creepy. <laughs> There's no, the, it's his face. Look into his face. Those are evil eyes in The Elf on the Shelf. He's judging me. I,
2: I find the Polar Express movie to be slightly bizarre. Child trafficking, odd weirdness. Plus, it's in the
0: Uncanny Valley with the uh, you know with the realness factor of the uh, <laughs> of the CGI <laughs>
2: and everything else. It's- yeah, so no, um, my my favorite thing with the Elf on the Shelf was when the you know, Mike. It, it, it's great having the three of us on right now because the three of us represent the three different stages of Christmas families. You know, John David is at home playing Santa and Mrs. Claus with you know with Mrs. John David, and there's no kids. Uh, You got Bo playing santa claus for his kids and giving real gifts and then you got me no a- playing santa
0: claus i don't know what you're talking about santa claus of course is absolutely real 100 percent. hey kids y'all need to uh, continue doing what you're doing be on the nice list I'll that's that right list.
2: <laughs> and, and go to bed good get to bed get to bed, <laughs> get to bed. it's noon but get to bed anyway that's right <laughs> and then you got me who's getting closer and closer to the appearance of santa claus <laughs> but <laughs> You know, it's just it's it's nice to see the it, it's nice to see the three different levels of uh, of holiday traditions. And my when my kids were younger, my favorite you know one of the things we used to do was hide the mench on or hide the elf on the shelf. And when the kids would wake up, well, one of my favorite things was I took a staple gun and some uh, and some masking tape and fishing line and tied him to the ceiling fan, <laughs> <laughs> and he was just flying around. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well our yeah. Oh go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. No, that that was all the fun <laughs> for that one. All right. Well,
0: you know, the great thing, of course, is it is the holiday season. And one of the things that, you know, we felt appropriate with these two titans of the tobacco industry with us. Oh, let me tell you. Is to get some great holiday tobacco recommendations. So, Brian, why don't you hit us first with uh, what your kind of tobaccos of choice are, what you think people should be checking out this season?
2: Well, as as a titan of the industry and the hobby, I had to bring out my my scepter here, which is uh, sponsored by, you know, Mickey Mouse. Uh, Brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. Because I am the world's largest kid, <laughs> uh, so all right, everybody knows. Everybody knows my favorite is a Virginia Perique that was made by McClellan. Rest in peace. Yep, uh, I've got plenty to last me a while. But I thought, all right, let let's go and let, let's go back into the archives and pull out two tobaccos that I would actually that I would actually smoke and think of them as an alternative. Now, I felt like when I was picking these two tobaccos, I felt like. Aromatic's too easy of a choice. Uh, you can do Christmas spice. You can do a chocolate. You can do all that. It smells great in the room. Uh, but let's go with something that might be a little more a little more difficult to uh, to pair up. Uh, the first one, and I've got it right here, is Presbyterian mixture, primarily because of the well the religious nature of the name would work. Yeah, it's fun. And it's an it's an English with a little bit of topping or as my wife described it, it smells like the house is burning down with cherries on top. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that's good. And, 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 and well, and I torture my wife, and yeah, you know, I'll, I'll come home with a tobacco and say, here, smell this because I want to know what her pure, unadulterated palate smells, and it, and it helps with it. But this has, you know, just a, a little bit of a topping to it, a little bit of that cherry. And uh, it, it just kind of reminds me of a little bit of what would be a good Christmas evening smoke. It may not be real appealing to everybody around you because it's not a full blown aromatic, but. You know, at some point you got to smoke for yourself. Uh, the other one that I pulled out would be a variation on my Virginia Periques, and that's uh, from GLP's. It's Hado's Delight. Um, Hado's Delight has a little bit of a sweetened black Cavendish in it. It has a it has a good dosing of Perique in it. It's got some good quality Virginias in it. And when you open it up, it's got a little bit of an extra aroma that is not that I'm not accustomed to in a straight Virginia Parique It's got a little bit of a pruny or figgy or even dare I say it. It's got a little bit of a don't you say it. Don't you say it. Aroma to it. <laughs> um, and I think it might be somewhat somewhat relatively pleasing to those that might be still around you. Um, At the same time, if you open up either one of these two tobaccos for your evening sit down, you know, maybe you'll help clear your mind and help clear the room around you as well. And, you know, get a chance to sit and smoke your pipe in peace and quiet and relax and enjoy it.
0: Sometimes you got to do that. There's nothing better for the holiday season sometimes than clearing the room.
2: (laughs) Maintain that holiday sanity. A little silent night, um, or whole, you know, or moments of reflection. Which, uh, according to the internet, silent night, the song is 200 years old today. But oh, wow. that's that's on the internet. Where I also read that I am a legend. So we all know that the internet is full of falseness.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it varies in its uh, you know correctness, right? <laughs> you are a legend, Brian. Um, hey, a great a legend in my own mind. Great call on the Haddos Delight, man. Really good call on that. You know, it's interesting. You 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 said something. I can't remember just how you put it, but I'll never forget the first time I opened a a tin of Haddos Delight. I was stunned. I like it. It just caught me off guard. There was a a pronounced gingerbread smell there. I mean, it just kind of out of the blue, right? Do, do, do you do you
2: relate to that? It shocked me because I was expecting it to be a traditional, a, a straight up traditional Virginia Perique. Yeah. But, all right, you know, I better try this. Well, I, so I went and bought a couple tins that had some age on them and tried, a, you know, tried two or three different vintages of it. And you're right. When you open it, it's got a different, surprising aroma to it that it's not a bad surprise. Oh, yeah. It's different.
1: It it is. I I'll never forget. It's such a good call, man. For a Christmas, uh, you know, full body tobacco. I'm thinking brown sugar. Cinnamon. I mean, I, I I got that from the
2: tin note. on to get to raisins, but go right yeah, ahead. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> it,
1: you know, if if I drink enough eggnog, maybe we'll get there. But but yeah, it, yeah. It, there there's a uh, there was an interesting uh, sweetness that was um, misleading to me a little bit. It was interesting, but uh, man, such a great tobacco. Still uh, excellent for the um you know someone that's going to want want something full bodied and um you know that uh you know will give them. Plenty of vitamin
2: N to get through the day, right? Yeah, and it might even pair up during the summertime with a nice uh, ketchup-based, you know, barbecue sauce. I, hey, it, it, you know, uh, it Brian knows. Man. Brian knows. I know who's doing the editing, too, (laughs) because I'm doing editing, too. Oh, that's a good point. That's good. We could listen to
0: two separate shows. Be sure if you listen on Country Squire Radio to also tune in at the Pipes Magazine to see just how one of us butchered the other, if not both.
2: Uh, And and I'm going to interrupt here because it's also really nice of us that in this compressed time of season, for those listeners that listen to both shows, we've now saved them from having to listen to 2 hours there or you 2 go. plus hours we've condensed it into one for them and freed up their time for extra
1: pipe smoking well it it is interesting just for for our, so many of our you know fans that have listened listened to both shows and obviously you know we we're dear friends with Brian and um, Brian
0: and, has fans we have listeners we, it,
1: yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's it's awesome because they put themselves through so much, uh, you know, self self pain by listening to us. That this way, you know, they kind of we're condensing it. You, you're right for the holidays, so they can go back to their uh, their eggnog and their figgy pudding and um and their
0: wassail. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And speaking of all, uh, speaking of figgy pudding, uh, uh, John David, what what tobacco recommendations do you have? I guess I'm guess just assuming that figgy pudding would be among them if well, there were any left in stock.
1: You know, yeah, the, the, it's interesting. I did not pick Figgy Pudding for one of <laughs> our tobacco uh, uh, recommendations, but uh, the Squire, we do make a blend yearly called Figgy Pudding. We're very proud of it. And uh, it's been sold out now for, I don't know, maybe a week and a half or so. Uh, but uh, Great Tobacco, you can visit that some other time. Um, the uh, Interestingly enough, of course, I had to be the sucker that kind of went uh, straight for the Christmas Tobacco, right? And so uh, highly recommend Cornell & Deal's uh, Jolly Old St. Nick. Um, Um, a good tobacco. You're not, any Cornell and Deal blend, you're not going to get a, a, you know, tobacco that's over the top uh, moisture. uh, You know, you'll open it and just, it'll have a real clean uh, burning consistency to it. But black, black Cavendish, Parique and Virginia, uh, which is a really nice, uh, flavorful topping. I think you'll get some of that same, uh, almost gingerbread uh, flavor to it. But again, this is a Virginia Parique, and so uh, it, it is it is married with black Cavendish. So there there is a sweetness there um, that that is you know a, a nice healthy topping. But it is full bodied enough for I think even the more seasoned. Uh, you know, non-aromatic smoker to enjoy that yearly twist. And so, um, anyway, that I, I would I would certainly put you on that. It's a ribbon cut tobacco, and um, you know, of course, comes uh, comes in a tin from Cornell and Deal. Um, and then the one I men- mentioned earlier, the the Scottish blend. Um, I, I love this tobacco. It's been around for a long time, uh, and Mac Barron, uh, I think, just, just really nails it with this. It's got a variety of different toppings. It's a very complex tobacco. Brian, you, do you know how many tobaccos go into to Scottish blend? You may know off the top of your head. I, I was sworn
2: to secrecy. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> well, I was threatened with large amount of uh, schnapps. <laughs> that, hey, that that's that's a that's a
1: decent threat. Yeah, I'd, I'd take that. Peach schnapps. <laughs> the uh, man, there's there's a lot of different tobaccos that go into Scottish blend, and it, it is a a nice change up tobacco for someone that wants. Um, you know the marriage of a lot of different things. I, of course, I smoke a lot of flake tobaccos, and I like Virginias. Um, you know, Scottish Blend has some of those characteristics in that it is it is Virginia heavy, but there's also uh, that kind of chunky, ready rubbed uh, texture consistency there. And so, uh, you know, for me, that stays lit easier. It's a nice, um, you know, kind of change up tobacco, something in between your ribbon cut uh, and a full flake. So, um, anyway, really recommend that, and it's something that um, you know if you're if you're a non-aromatic
0: smoker, but want that Christmas treat, um, I think it'll be good for you that's good man that's really good well you know the great thing about all of these wonderful tobaccos if you want to be able to enjoy them to catch all of those seasonal seasonings or just the uh, the full bodied flavor that exists there you know one of the best ways we recommend to do it is smoking with a good quality cool smoking pipe like the ones you get at our friends at Missouri Meerschaum no that's right that's right of course uh, Missouri Meerschaum uh,
1: proud sponsors of uh, Country Squire Radio and of course dear friends of, of both ours and, and Brian and Pipes Magazine radio show uh, we have a, have a lot of of good Missouri meershops to pick from this time of year, but uh, the Patriot is the one that I thought we'd talk about today. It's got a nice uh, longer stem on it, which is uh, very very um, popular around Christmas time. A lot of folks their go-to Christmas pipe, of course, is the church warden, and uh, the Patriot is kind of, a, kind of a smaller church warden varietal, right? You've got a medium sized bowl, uh, just a very uh, nice uh, half spindle style uh, bowl there, so it feels really good in your palm. Uh, you can f- smoke a, a generous amount of your favorite tobacco maybe the one of the ones we've we've talked about today, uh, be it Haddo's Delight or Scottish Mixture or any other ones, and, and get a real clean flavor of what those tobaccos taste like. And so um, excellent, excellent pipe. Uh, it's got a really nice, high-quality black mouthpiece that uh, I think will last you a very long time if you take good care of it. And uh, so you can get that at uh, Missouri Mearsom. They're available at corncobpipe.com or from your favorite pipe retailer that is worth their salt. And Not so great.
2: Yeah. And hey, yeah, if I'll also, I'm, I'm going to jump in here and add to that a little bit because uh, you can also buy them at the Country Squire. Um, you can at and and coffee <laughs> cups too. Uh, but the uh, there's a there's been a lot of uh, there's been some European countries where the tradition was on New Year's Eve to light a brand new pipe. Traditionally, it'd be a clay pipe, but you'd light a brand new pipe, smoke it, and then right at midnight, you would throw it in the fireplace and smash that clay pipe. Well, we don't have a lot of clay pipes around nowadays. We don't want to smash a lot of pipes. But in that same celebration, you know, it would be perfect to take a Missouri Meerschaum corn cob, fire it up at night at midnight or fire it up right before midnight and then take it and, you know, throw it into the fireplace or whatever (laughs) and celebrate that.
1: No, that's good. I like that.
2: or you know just buy a brand new corn cob pipe and and light it up right at the stroke of midnight and start the new year with a fresh you know fresh spirits and you know i think the i think part of it was to shatter and scare away all the bad things that had happened the last year and start off fresh but you know there was a lot of that stuff that went on back in uh yeah, Germany, Holland trying to think there's a couple other countries that used to do that
1: is there where you could keep like Krampus away with
0: your uh, you know with your pipe or whatever
2: <laughs> yeah or you could throw your Christmas pickle in the fire with it and you'd have fried pickles <laughs> wow
0: well you know what whatever you choose to do with your Missouri Meerschaum pipe and whatever it is incorporate it into your holiday tradition this year and if you do so be sure to take a picture of yourself doing it tweet that into us we love to retweet it out it's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know that you
3: appreciate them for sponsoring the show
0: Pipe question of the week. All right, we have got a pipe question, a holiday themed pipe question of the week, and I think this is a this is very appropriate. Again, two titans of the tobacco industry here, only the two of you uh could could really kind of handle this kind of question because we're going into some deep lore. Are you ready guys?
2: oh bless his heart oh
0: (laughs) bring it (laughs) this is coming in from mike uh signorini who's asking what style of pipe does santa prefer and specifically what tobacco for the night of christmas does mrs claus allow him to smoke inside and what about the workshop these are questions that the people must know brian what do you think uh what style pipe do you think santa claus prefers
2: I I think obviously, obviously, Santa wants a very long stem pipe. He wants something that's going to get away from the beard, get away from the robes. And he's going to want something that's going to hang out there at a distance because Santa, this is a secret that that only the three of us know. Santa has pipe elves. He has elves that load his bowl for him and light it for him. And it might be two guys of diminished height from Jackson, Mississippi. (laughs) That's fair. Um, (laughs) I like that. I can take that. I'm just saying, you know, hobbits, uh, you know, hobbits 11 months out of the year. Pipe elves one month out of the year. No, I think Santa would want a uh, Santa would want a a long stem pipe for the evening. Mrs. Claus lets him smoke in bed, of course, because, you know, Santa, it's, you know, it's just classic well and And, he's earned it right at at this point he's earned it yeah he's worked his butt off not his belly but his butt off (laughs) for for however many hours it took to go and deliver all those presents and and all that and been ramping up for you know so i i could imagine santa at night the pipe elves come and bring him his pipe already loaded with a uh, with with a very special tobacco a very special tobacco that uh, that no one really knows what it is. Uh, you know the, the hobbits had the, you know second breakfast. Well, well, this is December twenty fifth at midnight. It's a super special blend that just takes all the stress away, eases everything in in the night. And Santa sits there in the bed with a hot with hot cocoa, and this blend tastes like marshmallows. Ooh.
0: All right, Man. I can see that. What do you think, John David? I, I'm on
1: board with Brian. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I would think something similar, right? So when every time I think of Santa Claus, I think of an elegant uh, church warden style pipe. I think the the comment with the beard, you know, trying to ne- negotiate the beard with the pipe uh, after a long night of doing a lot of work. Uh, you know, that's a that's a real important thing for Santa Claus. Uh, you know, I I always think of the the pipe after you know, okay, Santa Claus just worked his tail off. Uh, he's gone all over the world. You know, he he wants to treat himself, right? And so Mrs. Claus is going to let him get away with some things that maybe he normally can't, right? So the pipe in in bed, you know, for instance, uh, you know, maybe uh, if, if some ashes spread around, it's just not as big of a deal because, you know, because he's, he's earned it. Uh, may, maybe his favorite non-aromatic tobacco, so something with a nice heft to it. I do think of Santa smoking more of a, of a sweeter blend typically, but maybe this is the one- night. The year that he wants something that's just going to kind of calm his nerves, and you know, say, "Man, I can't believe I, uh, you know, got in a wreck with that Amazon truck on my way to little Johnny's house," kind of thing, you know. And so, you know, maybe he pulls out uh, some. I don't know, GLP's Gaslight or, you know, a uh, a Brebbia Balkan or something that's got just a real rich, heavy flavor to it. The Mississippi River from Seattle Pipe Club, something that's got some some nice full-bodied, you know, richness to it. So, uh, you know, I I could see that. And I I definitely think Santa's going to drink, you know, he's had enough milk at this point, uh, so he's going to want the brown water. And I think that paired with his nice, rich uh, tobacco and his church warden, uh, and, and probably his feet, maybe the maybe the elves that are that are not from Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> not, not these elves. We'll, we'll, we'll rub his feet. are not and, the foot elves. No. And and uh, and and you know that um, I think that's that's what I see Santa do.
0: <laughs> this is absolutely great. I think I think we've definitely uh, painted a full picture here. Maybe even added a little bit to the legend of Santa. That'll go on. I, I like the pipe elves from Jackson, Mississippi, especially. But uh, great question, Mike. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, uh, be sure to uh, send those in to us. You can email them into Country Squire Radio at show at CountrySquireRadio.com. I really like the the idea. This is, this is fun. I, I think maybe maybe Brian,
1: we're onto something here. If we could introduce a new tradition, you know, you talked about crushing the clay pipe in the fireplace, you know, maybe to ward off the evil spirits or something. I, I don't know. We, we think about, you know, how inexpensive a Missouri Meersham pipe is, right? These are really affordable, but they're also durable. So you can you can smoke it all year. Maybe you get your new Missouri Meersham pipe on New Year's Eve, and then you smoke that one all year. And then at New Year for the next year, after you smoke your, your Corn cob pipe all year that that's when you put that one in the fireplace mm. and and then you pull out your new one right and so you each year you've got your pipe and then you you send it off on its way uh to the uh to the heavens above uh by by putting it in the fireplace oh there might be something there There right? might be
0: something i kind of i like that yeah but then i just got it all broken in <laughs> i didn't know exactly right <laughs> that, that is like that's the challenge that like mentally i'm having a little bit of a hard time with like i can't destroy a pipe i uh, no, I don't. I don't care if it only cost me like five bucks. I, it, for, me, like, you know, for me, it's <laughs> like no. For me, it's like go to from whence you came. You know, it's just one of those from things. Whence you
3: came? Quick fire with, with the squire. With the squire.
0: All right, here on Country Square Radio, we do some quick-fire questions. Are you ready, John David and Brian, Ow! for some quick-fire questions? Yeah, I'm not squealing like a cowboy. Uh, well, you got to do what you got to <laughs> do. All right, so these are holiday-themed. Here we go. Uh, gingerbread or chocolate chip cookies? We'll go Brian, John David, then me. Gingerbread. All right, John David? Uh, gingerbread. Uh, I'm gonna go with chocolate chip cookies. Gingerbread's delicious, but sometimes a little bit too much.
2: Chocolate chip cookies no, are no, just no, no. See, You can have chocolate chip all year long. Uh, gingerbread the, is once a year. I'm with Brian on that.
0: Yeah, it should be I, the case, but I think in our family, unfortunately, chocolate chip cookies. Uh,
2: you're not putting they're kind of kryptonite no, to me. No, you're not putting gingerbread cookies out on your Memorial Day buffet. That's or true. Cookout. You can have chocolate chip cookies, then save the gingerbread once a year.
0: That's a good point. Eggnog or apple cider.
2: Well, I'm lactose intolerant, so the eggnog has been a long time a long time ago so i just take the stuff that i would normally put into the eggnog and put it into the apple cider and spike it
1: all right all right john (laughs) david i eggnog uh, you know i love apple cider if it's uh you know fully leaded but um yeah i'm gonna go with eggnog you know something about how it's real creamy and it kind of you know it fills you up a little bit and it it i don't know it uh it it makes all the troubles go away
0: Eggnog is the Cadbury cream egg of Christmas. It's uh, it's amazing for this one time of year, but makes no sense any, any other time of year. And uh, yeah, absolutely, eggnog. All right, this next one is related to eggnog, but Brian, feel free to take it in a cider type capacity. Do you spike it with whiskey or brandy? Brian.
2: Whiskey. I don't want any more sugar.
0: <laughs> John David. Yeah, that's fair. I, you know, I've always done whiskey. I I haven't found many
1: brandies that I actually like. I, for whatever reason, I, th- I thought I would enjoy brandy, and I drank more of it uh, earlier in life. But yeah, nowadays, I uh, just you know, some kind of bourbon, you know, some kind of high quality bourbon put in there, maybe okay. some Woodford Reserve.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, or uh, that uh, I don't know if you've tried any the the um, Cathead Bourbon, the uh, old uh, yeah, it's good. Stuff. They make that make that here. Yeah, Dude, we have got to do that. R- for
2: really good, slice. really good stuff. Yeah. It's very oh, good. Pendleton's 1910 Rye. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Now, Brad, you said actually, you know, we did that review on Pendleton's. And Brian, you said that's your favorite rye whiskey. Is that right?
2: That is my favorite rye whiskey. I found it one night in Las Vegas about six, eight years ago and tried it. And originally it was only on the West Coast and, you know, bottled in Oregon and hadn't made it across the Mississippi. Well, I brought it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right yeah. so for me i'm going to say brandy i like that a little additional sweetness no it's good all right finally uh and this is good since we've all had uh, trees as part of our, our holiday traditions big tree small tree think charlie brown small tree or no tree brian
2: <laughs> i don't have a choice you ought to ask my wife um it's a big tree and when you think big it's big and if you think that's big. It's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> we may have you beating in my house this year. And I got to tell you, because, you know, my, my wife's very patient with my pipe collecting and my tobacco collection, or you know, I don't want to call it a collection. I want to call it a nuclear winter hoard. <laughs> uh, my wife has enough ornaments to decorate another seven or eight big trees because she has this Problem and unfortunately there's no group for her to go to anonymously and admit that she has an addiction to Christmas ornaments. So yeah, big tree.
1: All right, John David, you got you got to have a canvas for all that paint and big tree for all those ornaments. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go to the same way we do. Big trees, we do real trees at the Cole household. I always have, um, have never owned a fake tree. They are easier for some folks, but I, you know, I am a purist. Yeah, and and it, and it's typically you know pretty big. Yeah, yeah, big so. real
0: tree on me as well. I, I really, the, I, you know, I don't want to judge anybody with a fake. tree trees but there's it's most people nowadays it it is and a lot of it i I, I understand understand. understand. you know what i mean like if you grew up with a fake tree you're going to maintain a fake tree if you grew up with a real tree you're going to maintain a real tree it's probably more likely that somebody growing up with a real tree would switch to a fake tree than somebody who grew up with a fake tree would switch to a real go
1: the other way but i'd be curious to
0: know if somebody uh did kind of the reverse of that i did
2: did you really oh yeah we grew up with fake trees at home and then when we got married and I could buy it myself, I, we went to a real tree. Ah, but marriage is the great equalizer. Everything, like, washes out, and you have to, like, redo everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little and different. Technically, in college, when I wasn't married, there might have been a real tree that accidentally jumped in the back of my truck <laughs> back to my dorm. Uh, I can't, well, that's long after the statute of limitations, so I'm good. Uh, but here's how, here's how we justified the fake tree. One, you know, yeah, you know, it's a big chunk of money when you buy it the first time. But we can set it up on Thanksgiving weekend and have it all through Christmas and all through New Year's and not have to worry about it getting dried out and having an electrical yep. issue or pine needle. Well, you still get pine needles. Well, you get plastic needles falling off of it, but it's already wired with lights. Oh, huh. yeah. I stringing up the lights on the Christmas tree. So it's already done for me. It's very nice and convenient, and and uh, UL tested and um, and uh, safe. Christmas is not about
0: convenience. That's my whole thing on the whole fake tree thing. Just, <laughs> like I, I get it. And I definitely appreciate it. But but you know you, you got to have something every every single year i consider a fake tree like for like the hour leading up to going and buying the actual real tree but then i get i'm like no you know what this was yes there's sap all over my hands and yes we scratched up the top of the roof while we were trying or the uh, the ceiling while we were trying to get everything set up and yes there's a massive fire hazard in the middle of my house (laughs) and yes now i've stepped on glass from you know these lights that we have to replace every single year yeah bro fake trees are sounding pretty good right now yeah i know i
2: I, I get it i get it but it's about the hassle it's a hustle the drag it at the end of the – you don't have to drag it out to the curb and hope that the trash man comes and picks it up. <laughs> Otherwise, it's sitting out there with, like, like just a fireball waiting to burst into flames on the front porch. It is. Uh, you, you know, you just drag it back into the box, and then next year you have to curse yourself and thinking, why did I pack it up so tight, and why did I put it up on that very top <laughs> rafter? <and I've> got
0: <laughs> Some great quick fire questions of a holiday nature. So uh, if you want to send in some quick fire questions to Country Squire Radio, we love doing this on a weekly, uh, send them in to show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Now, normally here at Country Squire Radio, we kind, of, uh, we kind of end the show, we go through some listener feedback, and we've got some great comments that we're about to share here. But, but before we dive into that, uh, Brian, he's kind of brought a little bit of a present for us, uh, and I'm, I'm really kind of excited for this. Brian, you want to tell us what you're about to do for us?
2: Now, normally on the Pipes Magazine radio show, especially during Christmas time, we play a piece of holiday music. And uh, for those that don't listen, this year we have featured songs from uh, Bing Crosby, Burl Ives, Queen all christmas themed um i'm forgetting the fourth one that we featured off the top of my head might have been dean oh it was dean martin doing baby it's cold outside because that apparently now is a date rape song instead of a holiday song but i hold no uh, no judgment on it same uh, yeah so so normally i do some sort of entertainment well i have lived in the south here for 18 and a half years this is technically my 19th christmas in the great state of North Carolina, where the war is not over yet in some parts. Uh, A while back, I was given a book called The Night Before a Redneck Christmas. (laughs) I thought just in my standard voice, you know, this is Christmas Eve that we're recording this on. Most of you are going to hear this after Christmas. Well, just close your eyes and imagine it's a few days earlier. And this is kind of what happens in uh, both uh, you know, Jackson, Mississippi and Charlotte, North Carolina in certain parts. Uh, are you ready? Bring it. It was the night before Christmas and all through the trailer park. Not a pop top was popping. Not even old blue barked. <laughs> Our stockings was hung over the space heater with care in the hopes that Santee would fill them with Viennas and beer. <laughs> the kids was asleep in their NASCAR PJs, dreaming of Goo Goo Clusters, Moon Pies, and Milky Ways. If they're from North Carolina, they're also dreaming of cheer wine. Uh, Yep, yep. And I continue. Uh, And Earlene and her curlers and me in my Earnhardt cap had just settled into our lazy boys for a wheel of fortune and a nap. (laughs) Then out in the vacant lot, I heard such a commotion. I thought it was neighbor Clyde finally getting his T-Bird in motion. I heaved out of my recliner and to the window I flew, busted out the screen and hollered to Old Blue. The moon was shining down on my old wrecked cars, so bright they was sparkling like rusty old stars. And I couldn't believe my own hard working eyes when a jacked up Chevy pickup come flying through the sky. Faster and old Ironhead, his possums, they came, and he whooped and hollered and called them by name. Get up sooner, high duke. Move your tails, yaller and spud. Blackie on queenie. You mind me, duchess and bud. To the top of the satellite dish. To the top of the shed. Now move it and step on it you'll get out the lead you know how our old road whenever a car goes by there's all this dirt that flies up in the sky that's how this crew went straight up on my roof with that pickup full of toys a real nice gun rack and a redneck santa too <laughs> <laughs> then for i could pop my teeth in i heard up <laughs> on the pin the scrambling around of them flying possums of his I yanked my head back in the trailer and hitched up my shorts. Down the dryer vent went Redneck Santa, came with a grunt and a snort. Now let me tell you right now, a uh, dryer vent—that's high class. <laughs> I, mean, it, <laughs> well, what, I mean, we're talking about a pretty decent trailer park, then here, right? Yeah, this is a good place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, he was dressed in red and green camo from his neck to his feet. And I had to give him credit. He still had most of his teeth. <laughs> Looked like stuff from Earlene's yard sale slung on his back. There was fly swatters and Tupperware in 8-tracks sticking out of his pack. Uh, Bo, John David, 8-tracks is what we had before we had the little cassette players. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a yeah. cassette player? Yeah. It was called an 8-track cassette. Anyway, okay. Uh, when he winked his eye, I knew for sure he'd treat us right. Why, he just might even leave me some ammo tonight. I stood there dreaming of a whitetail while I watched him work. Then he stopped and, like a real man, let out a fart and a burp. <laughs> he topped off our stockings with moon pies and bottle rockets, then squoze up that dryer vent like spam in your pocket. He jumped in his pickup, laid down on the horn, and I'm not lying, they took off with their possum tails flying. But I heard him holler as he headed for the Seven Eleven. Merry Christmas to all, and may all rednecks get into heaven. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I never really thought
0: of the Cajun Night Before Christmas as classy, but, uh, uh, you know. All it needs is is comparison. By comparison, yeah. Yeah, Like, Cajun Night Before Christmas all of a sudden just became like, you know, uh, Hemingway. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well i i own the book but for reading it here on the show i found a printout of it and it was very big and easy for me to look at oh, almost nice. without my reading glasses <laughs> but yeah there's variations of the night of the night before christmas of many many types and kinds and
0: uh, oh man listen look i've i've uh, i'm 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 notorious for creating parodies of the night before christmas i, I gave my my wife one based on our cat one year that I I wrote. And then also back when I was doing the uh, Pokemon go podcast, I came up with a Pokemon night before Christmas. And then just recently, as everybody knows, I've been playing this game, sea of thieves. I came up with a, a sea of thieves pirate night before Christmas. Uh, and so I'm I'm a, I'm a huge fan of parodies of night before Christmas, but I mean, like you know, I guess I guess that
1: was, the- I, I thought it was good. I, I, I'm for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it reminds you of uh, your, your Christmas growing up. I mean, he, the, he, they were hoping for Vienna sausages to go in their, uh, <laughs> to go in their stocking. Like, I mean, that's that's fantastic. That's a good Christmas, man. That's a good Christmas. That I, that no. and some that and some uh, you know crab apples or something. That's, that's
2: that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just warn you if you start searching for that on the internet, be careful girl, <laughs> so that you don't want to read to friends or family that might be sensitive or not you might want to remain friends or family with afterward. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs>
0: your, your thoughts, thoughts your, your comments.
2: comments. Listener feedback. <laughs>
0: All right, so we've got uh, we've got you know something special that we want to do for the listeners, but before we do that, let's actually uh, you know right now we've been kind of monitoring uh, the, the the live feed. We are broadcasting, we have been broadcasting live at Country Squire Radio here on Christmas Eve, uh, and as we always I feel like plan to do lately, but but seem to fail at doing. Again, this is on me. Uh, <laughs> John David's been monitoring Twitter, and I've actually been monitoring YouTube. So, uh, John David, let's let's share a couple of uh, of comments that we've got from folks that are tuning in live. Uh, no, yeah, just. Uh, really good uh, to be joined by a lot of friends here
1: on Christmas Eve. So Portland Paul says, I'm laying straight up in bed watching right now and hashtag the life. And so <laughs> fantastic. Uh, slightly attempting to watch at Squire Radio Live while visiting my family. My nephew keeps trying to tap the screen. Uh, that's from Kilted Pipe Guy. And um, and Jim Nelson, of course, saying uh, raisins. That's such a Mickey Mouse way to describe tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the gauntlet down. Uh, oh, Port, Portland
2: Later. Paul, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Got my Mickey Mouse. I forgot my Mickey Mouse Christmas fleece too.
0: Okay, Stuff. I mean he's got props like crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and it's too sunny and warm in here to put on a fleece. Uh, I'm just wearing my uh, my favorite Who's Your Santa T-shirt oh that looks good I yeah, like that good. yeah that's that's... Good. I need more tacky sweaters
1: in my life uh, <laughs> of course Brian probably doesn't think that's tacky um, it also kilted uh, we've got um, Portland Paul he's uh, wondering if it's sacrilegious to actually break a pipe uh, it might be but but what about burning it in your fireplace mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, I'm just saying we might be onto something no here. I mean I, part of me loves the like I love the, the romantic concept of it but I hate the actual practice of destroying a pipe <laughs> I don't know I don't know where I land on this man we got Blue Dog who's commenting in on YouTube he says we need some comment on John David's trimmed beard uh, dressed up for this particular special occasion or perhaps the holidays and he's not the only one there has been as soon as we went live everybody's been commenting on the fact that you're actually groomed Wow.
1: It's not like I look like I come out of a pasture every week, is it? Really? All right, so you know the
3: picture. I just
2: got my beard kind of trimmed a little bit, you know? Just, John David, don't go walking by any nativity scenes tonight with your long beard and hair, because they may grab you and say, hey, get back in there.
0: We hired you for all week.
2: (laughs) That's
0: hilarious. That's that's, that's amazing. That's pretty funny. Uh, So uh, if you actually go to thesequenchysquireonline.com right now, you are greeted with one of most terrifying images you'll ever see in your entire life, and it is a John David Cole wearing a Santa hat with this perfectly coiffed hair. What, what's the what's right... It, my flowing mane? It's, it's a flowing mane. I, I, I posted that out to uh, Twitter, and somebody responded with, my wife saw this and wanted to know what was on his shoulder. I told her that it was... Uh, His hair, she thought it was a living creature.
2: (laughs) So that that happened. That's my rat's nest. Yeah. (laughs) I I had a flowing mane here one time. We called the plumber and got that fixed.
0: (laughs) Man, everybody's talking about what they're smoking, of course, today. Uh, Figgy pudding is coming up. We've actually got a lot of Frogmorton mentioned. I mean, obviously, it's a special time of year to to dive into that. Yep. Uh, Three nuns, 30-year-old. Wow. Enjoying some tomorrow, says uh, one uh, Arden's, uh, uh, along with a 21-year-old whiskey uh, man wow that that is a christmas right there it,
1: it is one of those times of year where if you've got something nice that's limited edition that you know what we, we think about the mcclellan tobaccos that you won't be able to get again um y, you know it, this is the time of year to pull them out right absolutely yeah it's the time of year to kind of you know relive some of those memories and really really savor
0: that. well and you've talked about you know aging your um and historically aging your your McClellan a, a year in advance in preparation for for christmas and everything and uh, man, so we got actually Hock here saying, uh, I actually cracked a tin of golden days of yore uh, from 2015 a few yeah, days ago. good stuff. This is a really good uh, holiday blend. Um, yeah, man. The uh, and then there's there's a lot of comments. Uh, kind of the the big points of discussion tonight have been the the barbecue episode, which uh, Brian, of course, people important. are really talking about that. So I, I basically said, look, it, you know, the 300th episode is coming up. I'm just putting that out there. I'm not making any commitments. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that it is coming up, and that's the 300th episode. And if we don't do a barbecue by then or for then, just, it's it, going to be the last episode of Country Square. <laughs>
1: Brian, do you it, commit to that? Action? Brian, do you do you look for an excuse to eat on your show? Like, I mean. it it
2: really is that a thing for you my show's pre-recorded i snack in between during after the whole time i'm not it's it's <laughs> oh here bo here's what we do we just get john david so busy one time that he forgets that he's got to do a show on monday you call me we'll do the barbecue pairing and I, you know even for my jewish friends i'll pair tobacco with gefilte fish hey, there you, go. <laughs> hey you know what i like that i like that we should do
0: a lox pairing oh my gosh I'm, I'm 100% down with us. I'm 100% <laughs> That is this this
1: is just completely ridiculous. you know we we do these pairings and we're trying to bring you uh really valid content and you know it just I don't know. No, that's hey, I mean bring bring April the first
2: comes around every once in a while, doesn't it? No, it, it does, yeah. All
0: right, so I'm gonna, I wanna, I want to uh, I want to for the last kind of comment that I want to read, uh this comes in from uh Peddler Piper who says this makes me wish Pipes Magazine podcast did a weekly live uh, recording. So
2: just this the work that went into setting this up makes me realize why we don't do a live recording.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's been it's been a lot of fun. You know, this has been a, a special holiday episode. Of course, uh, you know, the, the two shows, the three of us coming together to, to celebrate the holidays here on Christmas Eve. But I think uh, what I think I can speak for all of us when I say that none of us would be here. None of us would do what we do. Uh, none of us would be able to to get behind the mic on a weekly and uh, to, to you know, share some thoughts on the industry, share some of uh, our uh, our personalities, some of our relationships. None of us would do this if not for you. And I'm talking specifically about you that is listening right now. Uh, you are always ever present in everything that the three of us do. Uh, when you are tuning into Pipes Magazine radio, when you are tuning into Country Squire radio, uh, it, 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 there's a reason why you feel a sense of connection with us. There's a reason why you feel like there's something more than just oh I'm listening to radio, and that's because it's part of a community, uh, and it's it's not just the pipe community. It's it it's it's stronger than that. A uh, podcast is really about uh, a relationship between the listener and and the podcasters, and you know John David and I and and Brian I'm sure as well. We we all um, we just all very very thankful for you at the very top of our our nice list and, and nowhere near the naughty list. Is the dear listeners of, of Country Squire Radio and Five uh, Magazine Radio?
1: There, there might be a couple near the naughty list. Yeah, there
0: might, gonna... be there <laughs> might be a few.
1: There might be a few. No, I, I have. To, I do. I do need to uh, just second bow. Of course, this has been a um, tremendous uh, season, a, a tremendous year for for me and my family personally, and um, it, you know, I've been so moved that so many of you have been a part of that, right? And uh, it, you know, every week when you tune in, um, it, it's fun to get to. Uh, experience these these changes in life and these uh these things with with you. And, and we've made, uh, you know, incredibly dear, close friends that, uh, you know, across the country through through this, um, you know, thing that we've developed. And and it's not just it's not just me and Bo. It's not just, uh, you know, Brian, Brian and us. It's, it's it's all of us together that have have put forth the effort to really foster this community. And, um, you know, you you weekly trust uh, folks, you know, trust us with, uh, you know, your, um, you know, tobacco information and pipe information. And, you um, and And your very um cherished time, your precious time that you don't have a lot of, maybe it's on your way to work or you know after you put the kids down to bed and um you know it's just amazing Brian of course uh really paved the way for this uh in a lot of ways several years ago and uh Bo and I you know lucky enough to to follow afterwards and we're just so honored to be a part of your your weekly w- weekly rhythm and uh we thank you for for giving us that opportunity
2: you, you know and i'll and I'll add into this the uh so I I knew very little about podcasting when I got started. I started learning about it, took three months, figured it out. Uh, The time that I realized that this was special was when I got an email from a listener that was in the military, active duty in Afghanistan, and he told me, and I'll condense it down, that essentially... Uh, He would wait for he and his four other pipe smoking buddies to get together and be able to get time off and go out of the off the base and sit down with their pipes. And the five of them would listen to my show on an iPod. And that was their one moment a week when they really could forget about what was going on in their world. That is so cool. Well, since then, you know, it's been a privilege. It's been an honor. And, you know, th- there's really no reason why I'd know two guys from Jackson, Mississippi, if it wasn't for podcasting. The friends that I've met and made over the uh, over the digital airways, uh, Russ Hicks, a couple of weeks ago, we were driving to Disney World and we stopped to have dinner with him and his family, even to the point where I know what Russ's real name is. So, <laughs> you can't say that on air. Yeah, I'm not going to say it, but uh, I was looking through the, you know, it's it's an incredible group of people that listen to this show. I've had the honor because of the podcast to meet some wonderful people. You know, yeah, longevity. If longevity is a sign of greatness, sure, 328 episodes consistently one week after the other. All right, I'm great. Or I'm too belligerent and stupid to realize that. (laughs) But just as an example of this pipe smoking community and how wonderful. The people are right now. There are two people, not not one, but two people that I know through the pipes magazine radio show that are nominated for Grammy Awards. There are. Yeah, I've I've met a (laughs) I've met an assistant coach of the. Miami Dolphins from the perfect season that won the Super Bowl. I you know, the the list of people that I've met through the podcast and through this community is just amazing. The the community is amazing. And I got, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for those amazing people, when I get here every week and I sit down and think, all right, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna put together a show? What subjects? La 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 It's those amazing people that are listening right now that keep me going every week to put together another show and know that, you know... We may I may be the only contact they have with other pipe smokers. Hopefully, they're listening to both podcasts and uh, and Mike's pipe and tamper. But it is it's a it's a great community of people, and I've got a ton of friends from it, and they are people that I really call my friends, and not just – yeah yeah, including my little friends from Jackson, Mississippi.
1: Oh. isn't that precious? <laughs> that's, that's,
2: that's sweet. Man, well,
1: that's wonderful, dude. Thank thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. And gosh, if you're uh, watching and listening today, um, man, we are we are. Th- Thankful for you.
0: Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. It is our hope and our prayer that you are having a blessed holiday season. Uh, You know, as we as we uh, go out from this podcast and enjoy some good food, some good family, some some fun, uh, some presents, uh, some eggnog, man, it's going to be a blast. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Brian, where can folks uh, keep up with you? All your great social media information for uh, Pipe's Magazine.
2: Uh, Follow me on Facebook, Brian Levine. That's very easy. Uh, Follow the Pipe's Magazine radio show page on Facebook if you are interested in travel or anything like that. Send me an email, you know, all the standards. Email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com, brian.levine at mei-travel.com. I don't know, tweet, you know, send up carrier pigeons or flares somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, post it on the Pipes Magazine radio show page on Pipes Magazine because we actually have a forum there. And uh, we also have all of the, all 328 back episodes sitting there for just open to listen to so if you really want to you know really want to get family and friends out of the house quick Especially those first twenty shows, boy, this put those on real loud. You'll clear the audience. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we know the feeling. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a reason why we bury those. Like you, you gotta be, you gotta be in the club to listen to that. You
2: gotta, you gotta know what you're. You have to do. like
0: us you gotta for a week. Really yeah, right.
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that minor there is a hazing. If you get through those, then you get to the good ones. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well,
0: of course, to get the access of the full Country Squire Radio archive, uh, all you have to do is become a patron at Patreon.com/slash Country Squire Radio. You can, of course, keep up. with with this show throughout the week you can follow uh me i'm at the real Bo york i'm at john david cole or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire and of course
1: Country oh, squire. and i'm at at on my own opinion on twitter that you are he's got a great twitter feed please please follow at my own opinion on uh, on twitter and of course do anything there but
2: pick on you guys that's exactly right that's <laughs> that's <what you> <laughs> there's do. a lot of good content there and, and of course I'm not, and i'm not wearing speedos look thank god <laughs>
0: That is the best. He stood up for the camera to prove it. (laughs) Best Christmas present we could have possibly asked for. Uh, Of course, you can follow the show, Country Squire Radio's Twitter handle, at Squire Radio. Uh, All that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com, where, of course, generally, you can tune in on Mondays at noon, uh, Central Time, that is. However, next week, I want to make sure that uh, we let people know. So next week, we will be off for New Year's, but not off on the podcast. There will be a podcast episode coming out your way this week. Really excited. I'll go ahead and share it. It's that Lunting episode that you have all been wanting it is finally coming and it is coming your way next week just in time for your new year's resolution learn all about lunting next week can't wait to share that episode with you but again we will not be live there will be a podcast episode which you can find at countrysquireradio.com next wednesday and i think that's going to do it for us brian man what i i think uh, this crossover is is a, a tremendous success this was fun
2: definitely one for the history books this was either going to go up in flames or go over really well. We'll find out. <laughs> I, I, I think we did a bit of both, which I, honestly
0: that that should be. No, I, th- I thought it was
1: great. Yeah. yeah, I mean we have so many um, you know mutual friends and uh, people have been looking forward to this since we kind of put it out there for a while now uh, ago. And um, <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing was the technical stuff. We weren't sure how that was going to work out, but um, you know
0: we've had some we didn't people have doing to know, do
1: any of that. We just had to show up. <laughs> I, I just I just have to show up and apparently
0: trim my beard, and that that's all that people yeah. care about trim your beard and everything like that breaks the internet <laughs> <laughs> brian and i tech support things for like two days and then just john david shows up with a beard like oh my gosh <laughs> look! So I, I bathed today yeah aren't y'all proud <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well hey let's go have a day see your brother let's go have a holiday yeah that, that should be how i end the show right there <laughs> bye guys <laughs> <laughs>
3: Been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Potastery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit you.